0: It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit Ellerslie.com. The life of the Christian is kind of like the country of Italy during the Second World War. Italy sidles up to Hitler and willingly fights his malevolent battles, and then one day awakens from their sinful stupor and says, What am I doing siding with evil? They repent and entrust themselves to Eisenhower and the Allied forces. But this really ticks Hitler off, just like it bothers our ancient foe, the devil, when we switch sides and declare Jesus our Lord. Hey, this is Eric. Before we venture into today's Daily Thunder message and discuss the retaliation plans of Hitler to rescue Mussolini from his Italian captivity in July of 1943, I wanted to mention that we have two week-long trainings coming up in the Ellerslie calendar this year. If you are unable to participate in one of our longer five-week programs, then a one-weeker may be the perfect fit. And please don't let finances stand in the way. We have scholarships for those that are short on cash but rich on desire. Please go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to learn more. Now, let's sneak into Hitler's war cabinet on July 26th, 1943, and listen in. It's on this date that the Fuhrer sets into motion a daring plan to try and put Mussolini back into power and somehow, some way, gain back Italy's loyalty. It's a decision that likely will cost Hitler the war. Everyone that is present, of course, knows that we're in the midst of an alumni summit. Uh, for those of you that will be streaming this or hearing this via podcast, uh, we have alumni here on campus, which is very, very special for us as uh, a leadership team. And, uh, but we have a truncated or shortened daily thunder time that we have allowed ourselves, which is really difficult uh, for me this morning because there's things that you know, are stirring within me and I have to like clip the wings on it. And this is such a fascinating uh, part of history, and it's like perfect for spy novels. Uh, every, there's so much stuff in World War II that's just like, oh, I, w- I want more information on that. And this is a very intriguing story, which uh, on Friday I was going through the fall of Mussolini. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Mussolini, Benito Mussolini was the dictator over at Italy for 21 years. Uh, he's... Even though he's going to go down in history as a rotten man, uh, he is a very brilliant man and actually quite the leader, even though his leadership style is not something I'm going to vote for. He was a very effective leader. So his goals, which were not Christ, (laughs) which were not to sponsor the growth of the church of Jesus Christ and the truth, uh, his mode, just like Hitler, Hitler was very effective in his leadership. He just was leading them over a cliff. And so uh, it's really interesting just the flow of history because you're going to see this pact of steel between Mussolini and Hitler. And they don't really like each other, but you're going to find this growing affection because they're standing together against the world. And so it's a fascinating relationship that I'm not gonna go into. Uh, I really don't want to study how the enemy loves the other enemy. That's like a weird uh, thing. And so, uh, however when italy sides with germany it's a betrayal they are turning against the allies in world war one they fight on the side of france and great britain and uh, russia and uh, and america and so they're going to turn why because they believe that germany is going to win and you're going to see a lot of nations thinking this way they want to side with the one that's going to come out ahead i mean hey You're human. This is how you think. If in the end Hitler is going to be ruling over Europe, I would rather choose Hitler now and get on his good side and share in the spoils, which include France and Great Britain. I mean, this is like, this is quite the spoils. I mean, those are the two most powerful nations on earth for the last uh, centuries. And it's like, hey, I want a part of that. And so Mussolini is going to make the fatal decision to side with Hitler and you know if you just study life you're going to notice that there's a similar dynamic of those that choose to side with the enemy against the truth why for personal gain and so if you've ever uh, looked at you know that uh, that whole line of thinking of the musicians that sell their souls to the devil you guys ever uh, heard those stories and as a result the beatles for instance they sell their soul to the devil and they get famous Whether or not any of that's true, it's the same mindset behind it. It's like, okay, so what you're saying, devil, is that if I transact with you and compromise and allow you to have rulership over my life, I get the whole world. You see, in the wilderness, you're going to see Jesus tempted with the same thing. And of course, he's going to respond properly. We as humans, not always. And Mussolini is a picture of That. And so on Friday, I'm going to talk about the fall of Mussolini, where the Allied forces are, uh, they attack northern Africa, and then they're going to take the island of Sicily, and the people of Italy are going to begin to awaken. We've made a mistake. And so you're going to have the coup d'etat, the takeover of the Italian government, and that's where we're at now. So, the rescue of Mussolini, what a fascinating title that is. And what this is, is actually Hitler's response to Mussolini's fall. And you're going to see the same dynamic take place in our life. When we take an aggressive approach towards Christ and we say, I i have made a mistake, we humble ourselves, we repent, and we turn. We are no longer under the power of darkness, but we actually submit to the power of light. There is a counter that is going to take place, it's the rescue of Mussolini. Hitler doesn't want to lose Mussolini. He he loses Mussolini, he loses Italy. He loses Italy, now he has a huge breach point to the south. I mean, this is not good. He loses all the Italian armies, which are all over the Balkans and all over the Mediterranean. He loses all of that on his side. I mean, if you were Hitler, you, you could understand, there'd be a little panic here. So I am so deep into World War II, all of these terms and all of these names, they make sense to me. If you're just now poking your head into World War II, we're in the middle of 1943, and you're like, what in the world's going on? We're at war. Okay, the world is at war. How about that? Uh, <clears throat> so July 25th, 1943, the fall of Mussolini via coup d'etat. I just like saying the word. It's just fun. I should say it again. Coup d'etat. <clears throat> That's like a hostile takeover, a changeover of government that wasn't expected. So here's some of our characters, Pietro Badaglio. So he's going to be the guy that is going to be assigned by the king of Italy to take over for Mussolini. Not the easiest job. No one really wants this job, but this is going to be a very telling of where we stand in this battle. Most of us are just like, you know, could you leave me out of this thing called spiritual warfare? I really don't want to be in the middle of it, but we're sort of a Pietro. We are stuck in the middle of this grand, and the king says, no, stand up. Take the helm. I want you to begin to rule this body in my authority. And so you have a a very challenging situation. Benito Mussolini, I picked a picture that is sort of intimidating, uh, and he's the old man. He's the previous ruler. And so there is some other faction that has ruled this life beforehand, and technically there is still a fear that is, is resident because you, he's, he's kicked your hiney around for quite a few years uh, of your life and he has ruled the roost. And so as a result, even though he is ousted, there is still an intimidation in the air. I'm coming back. I'm taking this body. This body's mine. You actually think you're new? No. This body belongs to me. And so you still have this bark, this intimidation factor. And that exists in Italy at this exact time. The legend of Mussolini, the haunting specter of Mussolini still lingers in the midst because he has killed a lot of people that didn't obey, that didn't do exactly what he asked. And so are you sure he's gone? I don't want to stand up and begin following Pietro, Badoglio if Mussolini's coming back because then it's my head on the chopping block. So are we sure that he's dealt with? Doesn't that sound like our Christian life? It's like, okay, I believe what the word of God says. For It says the flesh is defeated. It says the old man is crucified. Yeah, but I'm still hearing him bark. I'm still getting telegrams from him. And he still is saying he's coming back. So how do I approach this? Oh, look at the upper right-hand corner. Adolf Hitler the old master. I picked an especially menacing picture of Adolf Hitler too. Uh, One of my kids said the other day, I saw a picture of Adolf Hitler. He didn't look that mean. So it's like, I picked a mean picture then. (laughs) So he is, of course, synonymous in history with evil. And there are certain qualities in Hitler, especially in the story of Mussolini, that are very interesting to me. He is going to set up a rescue campaign to deliver Mussolini. It's actually a really fascinating story. I'm not going to go into it, but when the, the German rescuer, which is an extraordinarily heroic story, but it's the wrong side. It's like evil trying to rescue evil, and so therefore we're like, boo! However, if you were to take your lens off of knowing evil and, and all that, it would be a very noble story, and the first thing that he has his man say to Mussolini is, this is a token of my friendship to you. Basically, you stood with me, I stand with you. Okay, you have to recognize that melts our heart just a little, but then, hey, pull yourself together. This is Hitler. Okay, and so it, it, it is an extremely intriguing story, but he's the old master. And then we have Dwight Eisenhower, who's the new master. Dwight, look at that stance. He just, he has the new master stance right there. And so you're going to have the allied troops, are going to come into Italy, and they're going to take command, and the Italian government is going to bring, is going to call for an armistice. It's like, hey, we don't want to fight against you. We submit. We surrender. And so, it's a huge uh, step forward for the Allied uh, cause. So, in World War II, up until 1943, I should say the end of 1942, we have had disaster upon disaster upon disaster. You guys just happen to be joining the journey. Now, if you haven't been listening to the Daily Thunders before this. And it has been hard, it has been dark, it has been difficult, which is a good thing to exercise. So that's why studying World War II is so fascinating right now, because it feels like what we're going through in our world. And then suddenly, at the Battle of El Alamein, which is in northern Africa, the British are going to win. They're not used to winning. And from that point, there's going to be victory, 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 victory. And so this is just the, uh, the, the growing chain of victories that is taking place and it's spreading up to Sicily and then into Italy and we're going to see all sorts of other things and Russia is going to defeat Germany in uh, Stalingrad, which is the first time Germany has ever lost in the entire war. I mean, even in the years prior to the war, when they're invading Austria, when they're invading Czechoslovakia, when they're invading the Sudetenland and Poland, they win everything. Everything they've ever done. When they take Netherlands, Belgium, France, they win. No one has been able to stop them, and suddenly something is happening right about now, which I look at the hints. You know, when, I, when I'm talking to God about this, it's like, yeah, like that now. God, let's see the turn of the tables right now. I want to see truth start winning instead of truth always looking like it's losing. Come on, truth, stand up. Let's go, because truth has fallen in the streets in our very generation. Stand up, upright, march. Let's win this thing. So there's our, there's our group. So Winston Churchill is going to comment on this. At this time, Hitler made a crowning error in strategy and war direction. So what is going to take place, just like the enemy in our life, the enemy does not like to lose territory. And it's a, here's what's interesting. It's a susceptibility to him. So when he loses it, he is so arrogant and so proud that oftentimes he will pursue it to his own loss. And that's exactly what is going to happen in World War II, is Hitler is going to pursue Mussolini and Italy to his own loss. The war is going to actually turn against him, and one of the reasons he will lose World War II is because of this maneuver. If he had just shored up what he already had, he, I mean, he owned the rest of Europe, and if he just shored that up instead of saying, no, I cannot lose that, He actually could have potentially, well, lasted a little longer. I don't want to make it sound like he could have won. No way. No way could he have won. Winston Churchill says, during the course of July 25th, alarming reports from Rome began to come into Hitler's headquarters. So July 25th is the coup. It's, and I, I went into that at least at a basic level on Friday. I'm sort of skipping a lot of the really fun dimensions of this, but remember, I have like 15 minutes left in this message, and so I can't go into any of the juicy stuff here. We're just going to hit the, you know, the, stick our toe in the water, basically, hit the high points. So this is Winston Churchill continuing. By the evening, this is July 25th, it was clear that Mussolini had resigned or had been removed and that Badoglio had been nominated by the king as his successor. This, so this is in the mind of Hitler. And I don't know why I'm taking you into the mind of Hitler. What, what, that's not very fun, right? At the same time, it's like the screw tape letters. When you study C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters, it helps you understand the mindset of that one that has held you hostage in the past of how he's processing this. Winston Churchill says, plans were made to rescue Mussolini. The first instinct that Hitler has is to rescue Mussolini. We have to establish his leadership over Italy. He's the only one that can lead the fascists. The fascists are the only ones that can follow me. He knows that. He says, the rest of Italy will go against me. The fascist regime must be reestablished. We must get Mussolini back into place. So, welcome to the drama of your own soul. You see, when you side against the old man, and you oust him, which is what happens when you repent and believe in Jesus Christ, you are turning on the government in your life. It's a coup d'etat. and i got to say it again. I'm going to say it again. It's a coup d'etat. I know some of you are like, I want to say it. Uh, However, you are ousting a previous regime. You are transferring from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light, from a fascist dictator to actually the allied cause. You are standing now, instead of on the bad side, on the good side. However, the bad side doesn't take that sitting down. The bad side is defeated. There is no way Mussolini is going to be able to respond. His head is crushed in this situation, and he never again regains power. But in the midst of it, The Italians don't fully understand that. They don't fully believe in the strength of the allies right now, that Dwight Eisenhower can keep them. And so as a result, they're walking on eggshells as they go forward here. It's like, all right, we're going to set down our weapons, but we're concerned he's coming back over the hill and that he will have our head. So how can we trust you, Eisenhower, that you can protect us, that you can keep us from our old dictator? Doesn't that sound like our life? So Hitler, we have a quote from Hitler. That's one of the interesting things about World War II that I've really enjoyed is that because the, uh, the Allies are going to so fully take over uh, Hitler Germany, we get all of their documentation. So we can actually get into the internal meetings, their discussions, their quotes, and we get a lot of good stuff. So this is what Hitler says July 26th. This is the next morning, basically, after uh, Mussolini is, is, uh, is ousted. We must act, otherwise the Anglo-Saxons will steal a march on us by occupying the airports. The fascist party is at present only stunned and will recover behind our lines. The fascist party is the only one that has the will to fight on our side. We must therefore restore it. The flesh, we must incite it back into its proper position. We cannot allow this Christian to go by the Spirit. We must, in, we must somehow incite the flesh to rise up within this life. Uh. All reasons advocating further delays are wrong. All of his staff are like, don't do this, Hitler. We need to defend our lines. We must get back Italy. We cannot let it go. So all reasons advocating further delays are wrong. Thereby, we run the danger of losing Italy to the Anglo-Saxons. These are matters which a soldier cannot comprehend. Only a man with political insight can see his way clear. Genesis 25, through 23. So we have Rebecca, and she's having some drama in her womb. And there are two at war, just like there are in our soul. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Now, of course, we know that to be Esau as the first and Jacob as the second, but we're also seeing a symbol that God is establishing from the very beginning, that inside the womb are two, and they're warring. And depending on which one, Uh, decides the battle, which one wins, which one has the upper hand, will define the outcome of the entire battle. Two nations at war. We're going to see in the New Testament that Paul is going to describe this as flesh, firstborn, spirit, the secondborn, the first and the second. And if, you know, since all of you have gone through Ellerslie, you're very familiar with that terminology. The second ultimately, according to God's promise, will overcome the first. And so as a result, we see two Italys. In World War II, there are two Italys. The first, Italy, is ruled by fascism. I could just call it the flesh. The old man, Mussolini. And it will succumb and it will repent of its loyalty to both Mussolini and to Hitler. It's amazing. It is actually going to repent and turn. And its original goal is to be neutral, just like it is for us. Technically, I don't want to be in a battle. Okay, so can we just call an armistice with the old man and with the powers of good, and can we just hang out and live our own life? Could you just leave us be? No, you're in the midst of hostile territory. You need to choose a side. So are you going to be with Hitler, or are you going to be with Eisenhower? Which one? Which way are you going to go on this? And the same is true for us. We oftentimes, and some of the best-selling Christian books today are the ones that tell you you can be neutral. That, oh, you can believe in Jesus Christ, but you don't need to give him lordship over your life. That you don't actually need to give up anything. You don't need to do anything. Just live for yourself. Drink your, what do they drink in Italy? Uh, Cappuccinos? Uh, Is that an Italian drink? Espresso? Okay, so you can drink your espresso under one of those Italian verandas and just be fine instead of recognizing you need to lay it all on the line. Right now you're at war. And Hitler's not going away. We have an ancient enemy who wants to take this territory down. And we need you to bear arms, rise up, and fight. So the dread of the imminent return of the ousted Mussolini. So many of us have struggled. One of the number one things the devil is going to leave behind in his wake, when you repent and believe... I always call him, Leslie and I have always used the term voice boxes. He like leaves these little bells that when you open a door, it's like ding, ding. And you're like, oh, there he is again. He actually has no power here. But everywhere you turn in Italy, you see signs of Mussolini. In fact, there's big posters of him all over the place. And so you still see his menacing glare as if he's watching you when you're walking down the street. He's ousted. He has no power here. But there is a renewing of the mind just like there's a renewing of Italy. And you actually have to tear down all of those posters with him staring at you saying, I have you in my sights. The old man no longer rules your life. He is crucified. He is ousted. He has been removed from power. We must remember that. So the island of Ponza, I almost call this the island of Ponza. Mussolini is going to be removed to the island of Ponza. And it is one of these like desolate islands, which is like a a penal colony where you stick all your bad guys. And so they're actually going to eventually remove him from the island of Ponza to put him in a castle because they don't want Hitler to get him. Okay? The, The story is grand, but we're going to just keep it in the island of Ponza for our mindset right here. There is a removal. It is not where you live but he's still there have you ever noticed that the that the Mussolini voice is still out there even though he's crucified Uh, someone someone's crucified I thought they would stop talking it's just like the law of gravity when you enter a plane you enter a higher law called the law of aerodynamics and yet the law of gravity still makes noise yet if you remain and you abide in that plane the law of gravity has no voice has no power over you but it's still there and that's a weird thing for many of us as Christians. What's Mussolini still doing alive? He's still alive. Doesn't that bother you if you're a good Italian? You're just like, could someone just knock him off? <laughs> he actually will be killed, okay? But that's not immediate, all right? The, we, the Italians have to go through this whole season of knowing he's alive. Now, technically, he's actually going to be rescued by Hitler, and he's going to be at large. I mean, could you imagine what this would feel like if you are a good Italian? It's like... <gasps> The one who has ruled you and you have been in dread fear of him is at large. <gasps> where, is it, where is he at? This is like classic. I mean, this is how it works. The devil works by intimidation. Mussolini has no power. The king of Italy has assigned Badoglio as the, the ruler. And Badoglio has entered into arrangements with the allies. So as a result, the power of the allies is now supreme over this territory. But you have memories. You have deep-seated things that have happened in your life, aches, pains, wounds that are associated with that man, and he's still out there. So the island of Ponza, and we get telegrams from the island of Ponza, and we open it up, it's like, I'm watching you. <gasps> One of the ways that I've, I've likened it is if this was our body, you know, the, the chapel was our body then we boot out the enemy, but he's still out there. We think that he should be gone. We shouldn't even hear whispers from him. We should not receive telegrams if he truly has been ousted, and yet he'll go around and knock on the windows, and he'll say, hey, you owe me. I gave you great strength, and you have to admit, if Mussolini was talking to Italy, you know what he would say? I have established you. I've given you territory. I gave you everything you craved, You asked for it, and I got it for you. And it truly is a remarkable story. If we just took Mussolini and separated him from his pact with Hitler and ignored his fascist government and, you know, how wrong it is, and we just said, but what did he do for the, the country of Italy? You would be very impressed. And you'd be like, wow, now that's a successful leader. Because the people requested, he got He got it for them. And so you could just imagine the appeal like kink, kink, kink. Hey, you guys owe me one. You can't just oust me like this. I gave you everything you crave. This is the exact thing that the flesh will do to us. Come on. Come on. You can't just turn me out. Come on. You have needs. There are things you crave and now you're under Eisenhower. Let me back in. You don't want to be under the Americans. You don't want to be under the British and the French and that's true. The Italians don't want that. They don't want to be under the boot of anyone. And so as a result, there's an appeal. I would rather maybe be under Mussolini than under Eisenhower. And so there's a bait in this. So have you ever received a telegram from the island of Ponza? (laughs) Your arch rival is actually ousted. He has no power anymore. But for whatever reason, you're still hearing his bait. You know the only way for Mussolini to gain power back in Italy is for him to be invited in? fact he will never have power in italy again unless italy itself decides to bring him back same is true with your life you are now under new management and unless you chose to return to your old ways your old ways have no power they have no right paul the apostle says we are debtors but not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You follow the fascism, the flesh, that's what I'm liking it to, you will die. And it is true. Italy would have been devastated and destroyed if it had stood up against the allies right now. The Allies were superior when America entered into World War II. And then by that time, Great Britain had established its strength. It was, and they already had gotten what's called the Vichy French turn because those were the bad French that sided with Hitler. And because of their invasion of North Africa, now the French, the, the free French, are on their side. They have massive power in the Mediterranean right now. And if they choose to continue to stand with Hitler, they die. If they continue to stand with Mussolini, they die. And yet, if they live by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The mistake of Hitler. The same thing the devil does with us. In other words, we would, for many of us, we find that we are naturally attracted to an easy life. We don't want war. We don't want battle. We don't want gunfire. We don't want gunpowder in our eyes. We don't want any of this. We don't want shell shock. We don't want any of the drama of war. There is nothing attractive in our souls to that. So Hitler is going to overplay the situation. These very people that probably would have just been, hey, leave us out of this war. We don't want to fight. Let us alone. They've been under Mussolini, intense dictatorship. Instead, Hitler is going to retaliate and begin to fight. In seeking to rescue Mussolini and reestablish his power in Italy, Hitler is unwittingly strengthening the resolve of Badoglio to stand against him. So Badoglio is just like, hey, we just want an armistice. We just want peace. We really don't want to side against Hitler. We just don't want to fight for him. We don't want to fight against the Allies. Could you just let us be? We just want peace, 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 peace. But because Hitler... Is so persistent, so upset, and he wants Mussolini reestablished. Badoglio is going to sed- suddenly rise up and puff out his chest. He's like, "Hey, this is my country now. What do you keep doing, trying to get Mussolini back over it?" This is exactly what happens to us. It's a mistake on Hitler's part, and suddenly Badoglio is awakened. Listen, this is amazing. Whereas Badoglio may have originally preferred to keep Italy neutral, on October 13th, 1943, Badoglio declares war on Nazi Germany and joins the Allied forces full strength. He doesn't just stay neutral, he actually turns against Hitler now. So before, they were actually the patsy of Hitler. I mean, they were working with Hitler. Then they just were like, hey, leave us alone. We're, we're, we can't fight, against you, uh, fight with you anymore, but we also don't want to fight against the Allies. Could we just be left alone? And then suddenly puffs out his chest, rises up, flexes his muscles, and says, I know what we need to do. This is evil. This is wrong. We need to actually fight against it. Welcome to healthy Christianity. And ironically, we could thank Hitler for it. Isn't that an irony? It's the same thing is true in our life. There is a battle, flesh and spirit. And when we stand with God, the enemy will do his best to get Mussolini back into power. But if you continue to stand your ground, even though you're very similar to Badoglio, all of us are, peace, 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 please, there comes a time when you rise up and the Spirit of God convinces you, this is war, and it starts now. Hitler must go down. Father, I pray that you would prepare us for battle. That you would strengthen us like Badoglio. That you would convince our souls. Mussolini has no power here. Lord, train our hands for war. Train us to rise up in the strength and the power of your Holy Spirit. And the power of your word to stand strong, to wield the weapons of warfare that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. May our ancient enemy discover that the church of Jesus Christ has awakened. It's in the precious name we pray, amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. And our weekend service is streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellersley campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.